When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. My show is called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. So if you want to be on the show and tell your naughty secret story or life story <laughs> you, while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go and email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or you could also go over to Instagram or Twitter, follow me there, I'm at strictanonymous, and click on uh, the DM button, just DM me over there. <laughs> Make sure to give me a little information about what you wanna talk about. I also have a confessions line, so if you have just a short confession that you wanna get off your back while remaining anonymous, I change the voices over there too. You could call my hotline, it's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. People try to WhatsApp me there, people try to text message me there, somebody tries to FaceTime me there. <laughs> I don't pick up that phone. It's never even on me, okay? It just sits there and every now and then I, I swipe the voicemails off. All of those naughty confessions are over on my Patreon. What's exciting now is I have three different Patreon tiers. I have one that is dedicated just to cross-dressers. And because it is my highest tier, it's $10 a month, they get access to all of the stuff that I offer on my Patreon, including exclusive cross-dressing episodes as well as exclusive picks, as well as all the Panios content and all the anonymous picks of my guests, uh, my regular guests too, not just the cross-dressing ones. So you get early ad-free episodes as well. Just a lot of fun stuff on Patreon. It's great. And because it is, and because they now offer us as a creator a way to offer a free seven-day trial. I'm trying that out. I've been doing it for my cross-dressing tier as well as my pantyhose tier. If you want to go on and just check out my Patreon to see if it's something that that's for you, there's a ton of extra content there. I really think you'll love it. But if you don't, I you know I'm not I'm not trying to bait and switch anyone. You could opt out and you don't pay anything. So you could check it out for free for seven days. Just go to Patreon.com/slash/strictlyanonymouspodcast. It's Patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Like I said, you sign up for the uh, Crosschester tier, make sure to sign up for the free trial and you get free access for seven days. I believe you're going to love, love it because there's a ton of extra content there, including pics of today's guest, Brenda. Uh, Brenda called in 
to talk all about cross-dressing. Brenda's also a cuckold. She loves to see her partner fuck another guy. And her partner, her her wife, knows that she's a cross-dresser. Brenda has been out with her uh, since the get-go. And recently, she came out to everybody. Did like a mic drop on Facebook. Like, boom, I'm about to go off Facebook. And I'm just going to tell everybody who the fuck I am. And here it is. And that's how she did it. She like added herself on Facebook right before she canceled it. And she talks all about that. That's more towards the end. And I have to say, it's like a very inspiring episode, I feel like, because of all of that. There's so much to this one. We first start off talking about her cross-dressing how she got into it, how she knew she was bisexual very early on. She was having experiences with guys very early on and she was into it. And then she got into trans women. And then when she realized that she was into dressing up and how that progressed, her sexuality has fluctuated over time. Uh, she considers herself bisexual, but like I said, she it fluctuates as well as her gender. She feels like she's gender fluid. She talks about that. She had told her girlfriend right from the get-go. She became her wife, and then they started to hook up with other people. She cuckled him a couple times, and he talked specifically about those times. And in the middle of all of that, Brenda had a fucking heart attack, okay? We talk all about that. That was hardcore. It very much knocked him off his game he talks about that whole experience I think I'm saying him and she and I have to make sure with Brenda that that's okay because <laughs> it does get confusing because like I said Brenda's gender fluid sometimes she's Brenda sometimes she's uh him she's not looking to fully transition uh and then towards the end after talking about like what she went through with the heart attack and everything and how it knocked her off her game she does talk about all about coming out and how everybody felt when she came out on Facebook and what a positive experience it was. And I do believe that that part of the story is very inspiring. I think the whole story is super interesting because there's a lot to it. It's not just the cross-dressing. It's, it's cuckolding. It's bisexuality. It's the heart attack. It's coming out. It's all of the above. So it's really interesting. I do have pictures of Brenda over on my Patreon, and you can sign up for free just to check it out. The It's patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'll put the links over there, but I'm going to be right back on with Brenda. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Brenda. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, Kathy. So listen, I could, you know, I change everybody's voices. <laughs> I can make you really sound like Brenda <laughs> if you want. I yeah. mean, Brenda is yeah. your cross-dressing name. What do cross-dressers call that part of themselves or that name? Or is there a term for it? Or like, I don't know. You tell me. I, I actually don't know. So I assume it's different for everyone, right? For me, it was just... The name my wife actually picked the first time she saw me dress. So it made it a lot easier. And then for me, it helps me to sort of separate anything I want to do with Brenda with anything that I want to do with more the male side of my life and stuff like that. Right. So it's like a, a great way to compartmentalize. Like it has a, a name. So you're like, that's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be, because, I mean, me personally, I'm out to pretty much everyone so it has nothing really to do with hiding anything anymore it's just i don't know it, it puts me in a definite frame of mind i think depending on what i'm doing 
Right. Well, you did mention you just threw in there like when I when I told my wife about it, like, why don't we go back in time and start with like when you realize you were into cross dressing, when you started to do it and then how you wound up telling your wife and how she felt about it. Tell me your whole story. Oh, well, OK, so how far back can I go? <laughs> go all the way back. OK, so I definitely found out that. I was at the very least bisexual quite early on um, uh-huh. because of my first sexual experience being with a friend of mine. It was me and him were walking. I lived in the countryside in the middle of nowhere, kind of very natural environment. Um, uh-huh. And the, the nearest shop was, let's say, just over an hour now walk away. So, you know, you could kill a day by walking to the shop and that. So that's what we we're doing. And it was boiling hot at the time. It was at, you know, the height of summer. And we were just chatting shit, really. And he goes, oh, have you? And we must have been 15, 16, roughly. And, you know, height of hormones, you know, looking at all the girls in school, all that stuff. And he asked me, have you slept with anyone in school yet? And I go, no, not yet. You know, at that point, I was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. And he goes, have you thought? And he was like, have you thought about it? I was like, well, of course I have, you know. Like, it, it, it cursed me. And he sort of gets a bit closer to me and puts his arm on me and he goes, well, I, I like you. I'm like, oh, okay. And his hand moves down and he starts touching my bum, like touching my ass and stuff. And, you know, I get a little bit turned on by it. And it was then he kind of, we found a field behind some bushes, <laughs> very romantic. And he took me behind there and we didn't do anal sex. I only did oral on him. It was a while before I did anal sex. And then, yeah, I ended up blowing him behind the bushes. My goodness. And what I quite liked, uh, what, what I quite liked at the time was the fact that he kind of took the lead a little bit. And that I, I remember that appealing to me even then, but I didn't quite know why. And then I actually, <laughs> I ended up actually sucking off about three or four guys in school over the course of my time there. Did word get out? Not that I was aware of. I mean, the, the they all knew each other, and it was on. It was only when it was on one on one that it ever came up. Of course, two of them hung out with me, so whether or not they spoke about it, I don't know. Like I, as far as I'm aware, it didn't. It was just hack circumstance. I think I don't know. Right now, did you? Was it confusing to you? Because you wind up marrying a woman. So were you like knew for sure at that point that you were also into girls? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At that point, I was because <laughs> now I'm very comfortable to say that I'm bi. But then like anything else, there's a spectrum to that, of course. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you give? 20, 30, 20, 80? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say. Let's say 65, 35, roughly straight by. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Straight gay, sorry. Uh, just just because the men that I fancy and the men that I go for, unless they are a man that's like really like, I look at them and I go, whoa. Like, I, I, it tends to be the more feminine men, transvestites, transsexuals, cross-dressers, twinks, stuff like, you know, that I'm, attra- I'm, I'm, effect- I'm attracted to femininity myself in people mm-hmm. more than I am masculinity. Yeah. But then there is the odd guy. I mean, who doesn't look at Jason Momoa and go, fuck me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh my God, right? Yeah, so so it's it's that thing of, I, 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 it was very confusing to me in the sense that 
in school it's very binary when you're all kids it's very binary are you gay are you straight are you bi and being gay is like in my school it was like oh no you know like it was like people gave shit for it all the time yeah like of course and because you're kids and you don't know any better and so that it wasn't like i was trying to fight against it it was like it, it, it was like almost trying to work it out as i went along mm-hmm. yeah and then like i, I maybe wore panties I, I, I was never one to go through my mom's dressing drawer and stuff like that mm-hmm. um like even now i don't wear my wife's clothes i wear my own clothes like back then i would buy the odd pair of panties and stuff like that and put them on but i would never go into my mum's wardrobe because i I just it just didn't appeal to me i know it does to others out there and that's how they start early on yeah but what did for, appeal for, to for you me, sorry what did appeal to you try well at the time yeah definitely i found female porn quite early on okay because obviously going back 20 years ago the internet wasn't we didn't have Pornhub and stuff like that so you were lucky to see a few pictures and now obviously i and everyone else can be very specific in what they watch when it comes to porn and stuff like that yeah back then i kind of happened on a video and it was a very attractive looking uh trans girl and it turned out she had a penis and I was sat there masturbating. And before I know it, she takes down her trousers. She has a penis and I didn't mind and I didn't stop. I was like, oh, okay, like, cool. I just, I didn't even know it was an option. I didn't yeah, even know yeah, it was yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I kind of got into that side of it. And then it was that thing of, well, I definitely knew that genetic females and trans females pretty early on both appealed to me. Like if in later on in life, because uh, the the woman that I'm with now, she's genetic female. But if I did happen to end up with a trans girl, it would have been just as likely with me. I think. Like, but wait, but... she's genetically a male or genetically a female? Genetically a female. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you said male. I was like, what? Well, confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's not a trans woman. Yeah. She's a no, she's no, a no. cis woman. They would say, right? <laughs> cis woman. Sorry, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Let I me ask would... you this. Sorry, because I'm just going in. I like to go in order. I try to, but I take people off path. Yeah, go for you it. You're talking about the hooking up with the guys and stuff. There was no dressing or anything like that before that. No, because most of the time it would be during our lunch break at school. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, I, I would see them as two separate things, like the hooking up with guys. I know that they're all mm. one of part of Brenda, but a lot of times they're separate things, you know. So I'm wondering if before those hookups, was there any uh, part of you that was thinking about wearing women's clothing at all or that came after that? I'm trying to think. I think it was, I think I was definitely considering it before just because I remember at the time. So the, the aesthetic that still like appeals a lot to me today is like the punk, the goth aesthetic. So the corsets, the lace, the black. And I remember seeing the girls in school that because we have to wear uniform in the UK. So we would have like days where you didn't have to wear the suit, the tie, you know, and people would come in and what. I remember it was, <laughs> One of the guys that I blew, his sister came in one day dressed in this beautiful goth outfit. And I just remember looking at her and being absolutely floored by it and just thinking, I wonder what I'd look like in something like that, just kind of as a passing thought. And then I I, I mainly, up until I left home, it was mainly just panties and I had like one black dress that I would put on every now and then. 
but there was no way to sort of meet anyone or really build upon it. And plus I was, you know, before the age of 18, so I couldn't anyway, but I definitely wanted to. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Right, right, right. Um, and there was no Amazon because so you couldn't s- stock up on all the stuff that no. you wanted. So maybe panties and uh, one, that one black dress was the only thing that was available to you because you said you weren't into yeah. going into your mom's clothing, right? And getting stuff from her. Yeah. No, no, it didn't appeal to me. It was just, it was a line I w- just in my mind because when it came to my household, there was just me and my mother. And in my mind, it was a line I wasn't willing to cross was to wear any of her clothing. I totally understand that in a weird way. I don't know if you could even put it together properly and say it in words why that there's a difference with that than the guy who's in a family with three other siblings and a mother and a father and he takes like his sisters or his mothers. But I feel mm-hmm. like when you're just a mom and a son, maybe it's just too close to home or something. I don't know. I get I, I but I could understand that why that would be different. Yeah, and, and on top of that, if something goes missing or if it isn't quite where she thought yeah, she could it, well, right. who else is it? <laughs> yeah. And then what tended to happen was I sort of ended up on a few chat rooms and websites and stuff like that because I blew those guys at school. One one guy, the, the first guy that I was with, we did stuff together a few times and I think for both of us at the time, it was just more curiosity than anything else. It was, you know, it's, he definitely isn't the sort of guy that I would go after now. And I'm not sure he's even gay or bi. We've not spoken for a good while now. Right. But, you know, we, we did a few things. And then after school finished, I was only actually in the town that I'm from for about another 18 months afterwards. So then it's hard to keep track of your school friends. And then after school, I sort of started to actually go out and hang around with different people and stuff like that. So I lost touch with a lot of people from school in general. So then after that, I sort of spent some time on some chat rooms and websites for trans people, talking to them. I more displayed myself as an admirer at the time rather than identifying as trans in any way. So I didn't really end up meeting anyone during that time. It was, yeah, and at the time as well, I was dating uh, more girls and stuff because that kind of took over, I think, at the time that, like, my, in terms of my hormones and because this is between the ages of 16, 19 now, so. Yeah, how old are you now? It was, I'm 35, okay. 36 this year. Okay, so, 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 and I was still trying to figure stuff out back then, honestly. I, I think this idea that we figure out our sexuality really early on is silly, like, it's, 
it's not been a, a short journey for me to kind of figure it all out. And even then, occasionally, I still get the odd thing that I'm like, I don't know, I'm into or something that I was into that I'm not as into now. You know, it, it fluctuates. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh huh. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it was very much focused back then on finding a woman, like trans woman, cis woman, and then eventually I found how old was I? I was 19 and she was 20. I found uh, the woman that I'm my wife today, and we've been together now 16 years, mm-hmm. and. From the offset, we were both extremely honest with each other. We were both very honest with each other. So it was like, don't give me, it took me a few months to tell her I also like trans women. I I like cross-dressing, you know, stuff like that. And then her eyes lit up. <laughs> right. And she was like, oh, we should try it. I was like, okay. So then before I knew it, she um, had me in a maid's outfit. She had me in makeup heels doing a bit of housework stuff like that so she encouraged it and she helped me with it she's you know so that was definitely an ease off my mind and I feel for any couple out there where their partner is someone like me and they're having to hide it from their wife like I honestly feel for those people I really do because you can't imagine any different because this is like right from the get-go you wind up having a partner that's okay Exactly. And and that's the thing. So uh, all the time, because my partner, not only to deal with this sort of stuff, she's super cool, super chilled out with everything, you know. Oh, yeah, because there's other, isn't there some cucking going on? There was, okay. there was. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. that. <laughs> that okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, yeah, like she's super chill, super relaxed about everything. But then like any other relationship, we have our rules. We have our boundaries. We still check, is this okay? Is that okay? We we still have us time. We still have, we still have, you know, there's certain people that we both have a list of that we definitely can't sleep with no matter what. Like that there's specific people that we both said never sleep with that person. Like, and so, you know, it's, it's like any other relationship, to be honest, Kathy, it, it has its rules. It has its boundaries, but we're, we're, we've both been quite relaxed and honest from day one. And that's what I'll say to anyone out there is just be honest with your partner. It's going to suck. Like it is going to suck, especially if you've, if you've maybe thought, if you've ever thought about telling them, tell them if you've kind of maybe hinted at things and they've shown resistance against it, maybe think again about telling them, but I would say try it because you never know. That's, that's just something I would say, but it's not for everyone. <laughs> right, right. Well, so now, wait, just now tell me about your history with your girl, because at some point there is like that cucking thing that's going on. So yeah. what? how does that all evolve in your guys' relationship? Okay, so we, when she, from the offset, she found out that I dressed. Uh, we were already getting fairly experimental in the bedroom anyway with bondage and spanking and, you know, stuff like that. We sort of did the sub-dom thing both ways round. It, we, we, and we, we're still quite switchy with each other. I can be dominant. I prefer I prefer being submissive, but I can be dominant. And we sort of realized that I preferred being submissive and that, you know, that I kind of like started liking the idea of seeing other the guys and stuff like that so what kind of happened was i went to university that was a very busy time so we didn't do much time there but after i came out of university i kind of 
got work and we were both in a, you know, we were in a good financial position at the time. So we were like, let's start thinking about doing stuff, actually going to fetish events or meeting couples or whatever it is. Because at that point, it's not that we've done everything that we can do in the bedroom together, because that's still definitely not the case. We still find plenty of times where we find something new together. But it was that thing of like, we sort of, we'd thought about it before and we definitely discussed it before. And at that point, during the entire time of our relationship with the open relationship thing, I was meeting the occasional guy when I could. But once again, due to time commitments, I couldn't. And she was fine um, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what happens is she she knows every time I've met someone, I've never kept it from her. You didn't have to. Uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that she asks is that all that she asks is that she knows where I am and that I wrap my dick up. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, and it's like cool, and and it's it's a safety thing, you know, and it makes me feel and you know, so she's been fine with all of that. So then what, what happened was when, when we had the time to meet another couple, I found a guy that's about half an hour on the train from us because mm-hmm. neither of us drive, which makes it a bit more difficult as well. So we, I found this guy, me and him got along really well because we had similar uh, interests and similar hobbies and we had quite good sex, you know, and he was single and he had a studio apartment on his own. And I sort of... He sort of saw, I showed him a few pictures of my partner and he found her attractive. I was like, oh, cool. Like, what would you think about if I asked her to for a threesome? He was like, ask her and see what happens. So I was like, cool. And I asked her and then she had to think, because she's, that, that's the thing as well. Like, as you can imagine, some things that I've brought up to her even before this, she had to think about for a bit before a definite answer I, you know I'm, I'm not asking her what's for dinner tonight uh, <laughs> yeah <here>. exactly <laughs> it's it, it's 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 that sort of thing of like you know I'm asking her can we sleep with people am I okay to wear a dress you know it's it's so then when she thought about it and eventually said yes it was just a case of arranging it and I kind of beforehand I kind of because now because I live in Manchester now uh which city so you can be very anonymous here so now i go out dressed all the time in my makeup whatever but the town where i'm from is very very small everyone knows each other so if the wrong people know it can it can end badly you know it's it wasn't a great town to begin with and it's definitely not the most open-minded shall we say so Mm -hmm. what i had to do was i had to get changed at his place in his bathroom so then what I told him what she liked and then I told her how hot it would be if I walked in and she was already sucking him. And then I sort of, once I finished changing and I opened the door, that's what I walked in on. Uh-huh. And then during, during that session, cause I made it clear that kind of, I had cook old thoughts and stuff like that, you know, you know, during that session, it was very much me watching them two together and stuff like that. And I've really ended up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And um, how was she? Did she dig it? Um, she, she loved. It. I could tell she was enjoying herself. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 what, what's quite interesting is actually, from an outside perspective, it's an it's because you're watching your partner in ecstasy, and you can watch their curves move. You can watch them enjoying themselves. You can, you know, you can watch their, the 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 guy's dick going in. You know, it's a very hot experience because you're watching your partner in ecstasy and you're not having to focus on doing it yourself. So you can just kind of enjoy the moment, which yeah. 
which I really, honestly, to this day, that I can say that I really enjoyed. We then had a few, We I can't remember how many sessions we had with him, uh, but he got a bit clingy. To who, your me. girl? And, oh, towards you. No, to me. Hmm. <laughs> because he still liked me as Brenda. He still found me. We we met a few times separate from my partner as well, just because he found me attractive. I found him. And like I said, uh, with the common interests that me and him shared, uh, my partner didn't. So we could generally, me and him could talk about stuff when we, you know, between us having sex. So we got on really well, but then he started messaging me too much and to, for me because i'm a busy guy so f- when i do the brenda stuff it's as and when i can and want to do it side of that i'm quite a busy person so i don't need someone who's needing me to message them every day kind of thing like right you're not to- brenda 24 7 i mean you have that in its proper place and it fits into your life but you have a lot of other things going on too we all, especially when, when you're younger, it's different. No, no one has a life, but when the older you get, the more things you have going on. You know, you can't be hit, blowing someone's phone up like that unless it's like someone you're dating or it's your intimate partner, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I just said to him in the end, "Look, I'm sorry, it's not going to work." And then he still tried it, so I ended up having to block him, stuff like that, and which was a shame because, as I said, I was starting to consider him a friend, like. Yeah, but I think he was copping feelings because, listen, the only reason why he was hitting you up like that, like I said, it only it's only acceptable if it's two people that like like each other. Like when you're older like that, you blow up phones like that, you know what I mean? Or it's like your partner. He was definitely feeling that way about you, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Nice guy. And I wish him all the best. Uh, But you have a primary relationship with your partner. You're not, exactly. lo- you're not Polly. You're not looking to fall for somebody else. We we, we actually did try that with another female. Uh, with another female. She was a friend that I met through our friends. Mm-hmm. And I really liked her. And then we, I once again, discussed it with my partner, etc. We then tried the Polly relationship thing, me and this girl. But it didn't work out because she wanted someone exclusive to her. And I worked out I definitely don't need two people to <laughs> to look after. So I'm, I'm glad I tried it, but at the same time, I wouldn't do it again. Like, yeah. definitely not again. Like it's, so, But we're definitely not poly. We're definitely of the realms of, if we have got someone else that is part of the bedroom, we then would sort of, not keeping them completely at arm's length, but definitely sort of in and out sort of thing you know you're not gonna be able to develop you don't you don't go there as far as like past the sexual stuff that you do is what you're saying and friendship yeah right yeah and and then what happened was so this is in about this will be 2019 about april may time because this during 2019 is definitely when we were at the height of doing the cook all stuff and other people in the bedroom stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and she found another ball on uh fet life and he is someone who's in a relationship, but his wife is completely vanilla. But then she was okay with him meeting another couple to do that sort of stuff, to play and stuff like that. And so what happened was we met with him a few times at ours. We got along really well. You know, he was, we, we were both submissive to her. You know, she would then do things to both of us. Cook whole place, she would tie me up and make me watch them and stuff like that. It was good fun. And, 
once again, he seemed all right. She liked him more than I did, but he seemed okay. I was definitely kind of not against him. And then eventually we were in another city at a gig and he said, oh, I'm there as well, like that night. And we were like, oh, cool. Okay, here's what band we're going to see. He's like, I'm not seeing them. I'm working. I was like, and we had an Airbnb. So we had an apartment we'd rented out for like three or four days. So then he came over to there and we had fun the night before. And then because we were sleeping on a different bed, I sort of woke up and I felt a pain in my left arm. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. You know that project you've been working on, just chipping away at it, dreaming of the day you get to show it off? Then, when you're least expecting it, cancer. And finishing that project actually happens. I would know. I've been restoring this car for years, and today I'm giving it to my granddaughter. It's her 16th birthday and two years since my cancer diagnosis. Happy birthday, boo-boo. You keep making plans. Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more. Are you here because you love hot stories? Well, I know where you could find a ton of hot stories, and that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy's got something for you. Whether you're into straight stories, queer stories, threesomes, or some stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories. And they also have my favorite feature that I always talk about, which is the jump to the action button. So if you want to get right to it, because you're super horny, you just press a button and it takes you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and click on the link. And this is the depressing part, but I'm going to bang for it as quickly as possible. I don't mind depressing uh, parts. Fuck anyone that does. Like, I like yeah. real life. I'm a realist. So, you know, if this comes well, involved in your story, bring it up. And that's what I love about your podcast. Yeah. Honestly, like that. But because to me, like longtime listener, so yeah, I love that. It, it, like, you seem to appreciate people's stories instead of just get to the sexy bits, you know. So, no, yeah, I like real life stories, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Your biography, no, nothing that I well, watch on nobody's biography is just filled with happy shit. Okay, like I like the real no. life stuff. I think that's important, and it, like I said, if it comes up in this story, it comes up. You got to tell yeah. it. I, I think so, that makes so. it more real. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, so I kind of I sort of feel the pain, but because I've slept in a different bed, you kind of you don't think too much of it. Okay. If it's your own bed, if it was my own bed, I'd be a bit more concerned. But because it wasn't severe at this point, I sort of shook it off. Okay. Thankfully, the gig we were going to was like a sat down acoustic gig, so I, I wasn't being very active. I was in pain and a bit of discomfort, but I had a good time. Then we went home again, uh, back to the room. Then, then I got up the next day and it felt even worse. So I was like, oh, okay. And then after a few doctor visits, and, and because, God, like, between 
that and me actually finding out what it is, which ended up being a heart problem, there were several misdiagnoses and stuff like that. Oh, so, once the pain started and it was in your left arm. Were you having heart attacks or no? I was having heart attacks, yeah. It was wow. literally going from the center of my chest. And I was, I was sat there saying to my doctor, I know what this is and I'm not medically trained. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it, 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 it was definitely a very scary part of my life. Yeah, um, I can imagine. And, and, and people, and you're, was, they're not even figuring it out in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. What happened was I, I ended up in the local hospital because, of course, the medical system works a bit different here than it does there. We have the free health care, but I believe that sometimes it's not as good based on this story Yeah, uh, because... We I, we went to, because my doctor was very kind of chilled out about it. He was like, we don't think it's a heart issue, but just in case it is, we'll book you in for an ultrasound at the local hospital. You can go there. That'll put your mind at ease. Wow. I was like, cool. Okay. okay. What happened was they took an ultrasound of my heart, looked me dead in the eyes and went, we need to take you in for surgery now. Wow. Imagine you didn't push like, for it. Sorry? Like, imagine you didn't push for it. It almost oh, sounds like you did. Exactly. And that's why your doctor was like almost appeasing you by giving you the, oh, we'll just give it to you just so that I could prove I'm right and you're wrong. You know, that's yeah. kind of like where he was coming from. But you knew that, and you were that, right. Yeah. Like, what well, the, the worst part about it was the suddenness of it all because I was I was not in a good place mentally because I was losing. The, the worst part was. What was happening was I was going to sleep and then waking up in the night screaming and crying in pain because of wow. the heart attacks. Wow. And wow. It was literally, this went on for about a month before I got seen properly. <laughs> oh, my, and that's the that's the bad thing about having free health care. <laughs> when you pay for it, they're going to want to do all kinds of testings on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a very different thing. Yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, though. Once I was in the hospital, I mean, the, yeah. the actual... O over here, yeah. The one thing that people get right is the nurses are fucking excellent. The, every single nurse was treating me with dignity and respect all the time that I was there, and that's what I appreciated was that even though I had tubes coming in out of me, and you know I felt like shit all my time there, the respect that they showed me was very nice. It was nice to still kind of feel human, right? Yeah, it, it, it was. But but we went through that, and since then. We mm -hmm. haven't, because obviously what I recovered from that, I had the surgery about, that would have been end of May, start of June. I then recovered from that around the start to the end of August. That was full recovery. I then, be, because uh, my, my job is I'm a musician and we have a union over here that you can join. Um, mm -hmm. So because I'm part of that union and because these health problems essentially destroyed my career, uh, because I, I then wasn't able to work for six months. Oh my I then was fortunate enough to get a bit of money thrown at me. You're the which, union, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to be okay for at least a little while. So then I decided just to go to gigs, just to go and see every band that I wanted to see during that time, just blow up. And I'm glad I did because then, of course, in January 2020, COVID. Yeah, happened. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so things like, you know, because my mental health wasn't great during that time, as you can imagine, because I'm faced with death at the age of 32. Yeah. You know, and because I I thrive on going to see live music, that's a huge part of my life. So COVID happens and I can't do that anymore. So from 
April 2019 to let's say round about the end of 2021, my mm. mental health was in the toilet. Like I was not, you know, I thankfully I've had therapy and stuff like that since that I'm good now. Yeah. But at the time I was very nihilistic. I was very, what's the point in life? I was yeah. very kind of not really doing anything. Listen, and, I think a lot of people that went into that healthy felt it got to that low point. I saw a guy kill himself, <clears throat> jump off a roof right in front of my face. Like uh, in June of 2020, like and I like I said, I, I think people who went in healthy without anything else going on, you know, fell into that place because of other kinds of circumstances, losing their job and everything. But you went in with that already. And then to be yeah. fucking locked down, which we all understand the depression that came over, you know, that threw us into. I mean, you, I'm surprised you didn't do anything terrible. You know, I mean, it, that's a uh, tough place yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. it's It definitely had its interesting moments, shall we say. <laughs> Darkest time of a dark time for you. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but for me, because I kind of... Because at the time when I was going to all these gigs, I was like, oh, am I spending my money wisely? Am I doing the right thing with it? And then COVID hit and I was like, I did the right thing. Don't care. Yeah. Like, literally, because then I couldn't see live bands for at least two years, I think it was, something like that. Over that, it must have been. Like, yeah. it, it, it was insane. It, like... You were kind of like living your life as if that was going to happen. You know what I mean? In a weird way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it def it might have been intuition. <laughs> it might yeah. have been, you know. <laughs> uh, and so so that's why, you know, because of my health condition and then because of COVID, we we haven't met anyone. It's been talked about now more, more recently, especially now we're in a bigger city and we can actually meet people again because we kind of we ran our well a bit dry where we were. Yeah. So it's it's being discussed again, but I think this time we maybe want to take our time with it a bit more. Plus, she's a lot more picky than me when it comes to who she'll sleep with. So I've got a women. I think in general that. are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it doesn't surprise me. And the thing is, this time I think we want to get it right because I'd rather we'd rather we said the ideal thing would be another couple that are open to playing with another couple. Like yeah. The, would be the ideal whether because i've never had a male female female threesome with her i'd love right. to like mm -hmm. i've she would want to be with a woman yes well the okay so before me her actual last relationship was uh with another woman okay so she is bi but i think because it's been so long since she's been down there like mm -hmm. you know with another woman she's a bit underconfident she's you know she's not sure of herself with it which i understand so you know, we we would definitely, in terms of the female partner, need to find someone who is kind of understanding with that and is maybe a bit new to it as well, because I think then they can it might make them both feel less awkward. But I, I think it's with her a confidence thing, you know, of, you know, it's okay because you haven't done it for a while to kind of not get it wrong, but kind of explore it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, just back to your heart issue that you had in a weird way, because I just I, I try to see half full things. Now, in a weird way, did COVID and that long pause help you and your heart like sort of recoup and everything or no? I, I would say yes and no. I would say it was more but be because the recovery, the recovery they recommended was for things like going for a walk outside. Well, 
I couldn't do that. Oh, so, so in, no. I, I felt like maybe the physical side of it, I'm still kind of struggling with a little bit. I have my good days and I have my bad days. Right. So if anything, it actually was, it actually hurt because you couldn't do yeah, that exercise so. and, and, and move, move it along and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Be, be, bad be, timing. Be, 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 yeah. Like it, it definitely sort of, it it was all yeah bad timing, but but then the mental side of it because it kind of it gave me a chance to think. It it actually made it as well. Me and a friend of mine, I taught him how to play bass guitar. And we started a band together because there was nothing else to do, and now it's kind of become one of my main projects. This band, so oh okay, that, right. So that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, it, and he got me back into music because. I just basically gave up on it. Like I was like, "What's the point?" Like it's right, and then and, and he was constantly like bugging me to teach him how to play. And I was like, "Okay." Eventually, I, I said, and then uh, we we've had a blast since. And so that was the mental side of it of actually knowing what I want out of life helped. Right, uh, be, because at the time before my heart condition, I was doing music, but it was mainly teaching, and so I wasn't actually being creative. I wasn't actually having any music i wasn't producing i wasn't using any of my skills that i'd actually learned for really. yourself right you were do- helping other yeah. people yeah which don't get me wrong teaching has its own rewards it, yeah you know, it is it's it's an incredible uh you know profession and especially if you get uh students that are really engaged and really want to do it yeah you and then you see their progress it's fantastic it's you know but I, I, I learned that I wasn't incredible, entirely fulfilled. Right. And so it helped me learn that. And now I balance my time a bit more mm-hmm. between, you know, different things in my career and stuff like that. And that has helped me to realize that, which has then been more beneficial for my mental health, I would say. Definitely. Yeah, like, that's great. Now, these friends of yours, like the guy who you're in the band with and your other friends, do they know about Brenda or is Brenda and what you do in your with your girl, like very DL on the DL. Yeah, no, it's it's all very much in the open. <laughs> it's it's he. So my the friend I'm in the band with, that's actually a good start because uh, in our household, there's me, my wife, and him. Okay, um, he lives with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be, because we, but we we had the discussion about it, and we were like, well, me and him are the main parties in this band, right? And, in the end, we, we decided, well, instead of having to phone you and ask you to come over to work or something, why don't we just live together? So then when we've got an idea, we can literally knock on the next uh, the, the the door next to Mal's in the other room, show you, you know. So it, it, it's to help us move forward, essentially. Yeah, that's um, smart. And he knows all my friends know because I, it took a while, but I was like, I have to tell them because we lived in such a small town. There was a chance they were going to find out anyway, like because all the time I would see guys on grinder and stuff and see their faces and be like, I've seen you at a party. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Like, and, and because we're all alternative people, you know, the people I hang around with uh, the fet friendly people, the goss, the hippies, that kind of crowd. Yeah. We're all very open minded anyway. So, they they were like cool and then be, like, like my best friend i took we were at a party and i sort of took him to one side i said i have to tell you something he was like what i was like i'm trans and he sort of put my hat is my my shoulder and went cool i don't care do you want a drink 
<laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like, literally, that was his attitude. Like, but you um, consider yourself trans? Well, because, okay, so the best way I can describe it is, like, it, when I say trans, I suppose transvestite or gender fluid because yeah. I'm not tr- I'm I'm not fully trans, but I definitely fluctuate between the two. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I but but like one thing I can confirm, for example, is like I don't want to get rid of my penis. Like for example, like you don't want to right. I, you don't want to get the surgery or anything. You don't feel like you're a no. woman trapped in a man's body. You do you feel like you're both? Explain. I, I f- yeah I feel so. For example, right like. If I was going for a night out and someone asked me to get dressed up for it, I would lean more towards wanting to look good as a female than I would want to as a male. So it's more fun, instead of right? doing the suit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh well, what 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 do you do to look good as a guy? That's you what put I mean. a suit on you get... Yeah, it's more yeah, fun. Look, There's more involved yeah. to be the girl. Yeah. It is. And 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 honestly, I like the process. I like I like yeah. the makeup, I like the hair. I like put, picking out an outfit, mm-hmm. buying an outfit if I've got money. And, and I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from because when I first saw the first pictures of myself as with the done makeup and stuff, I sort of looked at them and went, oh, I look good. Like just kind of not, you know, not getting cocky, just kind of, oh, that looks all right. Like let's do it again. And then, yeah, like now I wear kind of, I'll wear nail varnish or an eyeshadow most of the time. But if, let's say, all I'm doing in the day, and because being a musician, I do work sometimes from home. So if all I'm doing is going to the shop and then working from home the rest of the day, I'm generally just going to be in a T-shirt and jogging bottoms because I don't need to be dressed up. I'm not going to, because as most as most transvestites, transsexuals will tell you, we don't wake up like that. And it takes a lot of time to look like that. So. It, it depends on what I'm doing is kind of which direction I go in for the day. If I'm going out to a gig or something, excuse me, I will put makeup on. I will put a dress on, you know, it'll be definitely more the direction that I go just because it feels more natural to me. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I was like thinking, oh, you know, cross dresser episode maybe for my Patreon, but this is definitely going to have to go on my regular podcast on Fetish Friday because, I mean, you are in a much better generation than these guys in their 50s and, you know, that had to really keep everything on the DL. I mean, you've been pretty open. It's pretty ballsy of you, but maybe it's because you're a musician and you live in that creative world. And like you said, most of your friends are open-minded anyway. I don't know, but you've always been so upfront about it and open. Yeah. I I think honestly, right. So you said about the musician and being that sphere. Well, yeah, absolutely. That helps because I'm like, because if they, if if any of them would have said anything to me, my first reaction would be like, "But you like Alice Cooper, right?" <laughs> like, exactly. It, it, it's that thing of I think in the in the in the alternative spheres anyway. It's a lot more, you know. There's a lot more accepted stuff. Yeah, look at Marilyn um, Manson. Even back in my day, there was uh, David yeah. Bowie. I mean, and, and for me, what kind of helped as well? They understand for me because sometimes I'll get dressed up, and all I'll do is watch tv game you know it's nothing sexual at all so i've been to parties dressed up and been around them as brenda and it's not an issue it's right almost it's almost a non-issue like what what makes me laugh is if we're at a party and an acquaintance comes that hasn't seen me for a while and they have <laughs> to look twice to go, and i go how but the the thing that helped encourage me was the per not because normally the person that was hosting the par- house party was a close friend because 
I actually, you know, I actually only have a handful of friends because, as we were saying earlier, as adults, it's hard to keep track of all your friends. So yeah, I've, I've whittled it down to let's say no more than about eight people, and so it's normally one of those hosting the house party, and they they always said the same t- thing to me. If anyone here has a problem with it, come and tell me. I'll tell them to fuck off. I'll tell them to go. Like because that that's not the sort of environment that I want in my house. I want people to feel safe here. I want people to feel like they can be themselves. And we very much have that vibe around each other. It's yeah, it's like kind of give and take. It's you know, we we allow each other to express ourselves and to be ourselves for you know, for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. And now, do what about your family members? Do they know this kind of all of this stuff? Do they know Brenda? Uh, so, for, yeah. So for a start, for various other reasons, like I only really talk to my mum now because my my dad's family, I've not known since the age of four. Uh, right. My mum's side for various reasons. We we don't. Uh, my grandmother's passed on that side, and my grandfather's passed on the side, and the rest of the family, we don't get on with. But she she knows, but not oh that's all she knows like i wouldn't go into detail about it but she knows like because because she was the last person to know because i was like well i need to be out to my friends first because that's a softer blow than yeah. my mom if she, yeah. if she if she doesn't accept me and she accepts it but at the same time like i i'm now it's still in no rush to just you know be dressed up around her it's definitely something that i want to ease into and that it, it would be great to maybe go out for a meal in a dress and sit with that kind of thing. That would be nice, you know? Yeah. So, cause it's, but it's, it's that thing of like, uh, who you tell or when you tell them that's completely based on you. And that's completely based on the people and what sort of circles you're running and how old you are. And so I like, there's, there's a lot of factors at play there. And, and that's why, as you said earlier about your, your older guests and stuff like that, it's, it's so, easy to feel for those people because there's uh social social press pressures back then and now from that age group that i just don't understand you know yeah what about your girl like your in-laws do they know oh yeah actually yeah they do sorry i'd like because they moved they moved out the country about two years ago so and we were planning on seeing them this year They, they found out but after they moved away, because I kind of, because about 18 months ago, I quit Facebook because outside of my band, I don't really like social media. Like, I I've, I think it's a waste of time, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a time so, suck, so yeah. <laughs> I, I realized that it wasn't doing my mental health any good, so I was like, I'm going to quit Facebook. I'm done with it. And as my mic drop on Facebook, I kind of came out with everything because I was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave this up for a week, see what happens, and then get rid of my account. Like, wow. Just, 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 and, and then do you know what was surprising? Wow. The, um, the people that messaged me saying it's cool, like, just, it's like, that, like, I had guys from uni being like, I would never have suspected, like, but well done for coming out. I don't understand. And the best thing that someone can say is if they don't understand is simple. I don't understand, but good for you. Right. Like, just leave it at that you know if, yeah if and at that same time i'm not one of these pe- uh transvestite trans people that if you say the wrong uh pronoun or you you know use an outdated term or i don't jump on it because i don't care it's the, there's more important stuff for people to worry about than that to me it's it's that thing of you know i prefer 
they them or she her but if someone calls me he him especially my friends that i've known for a long time i don't sweat it i don't think about it too much you know it's it, it's yeah there's there's more important shit to worry about <laughs> yeah well you i mean you considering what you went through that health thing that you went through would probably put something like that into perspective and you have that perspective that, that, more that actually, so, right yeah that that actually gave me a bit of an interesting perspective on yeah. it because it gave me the, the perspective of that's that's when i did my mask coming out actually was after that yeah before i was out to my friends but after that just completely and the, the the thing is the only reason why i was a bit concerned was because i was a teacher as well whereas now my attitude is completely different because i still do teach but i keep the two things completely separate yeah like because when when i'm teaching i'm not thinking about any of that at all i'm thinking about the lesson and i'm thinking about you know the money that i'm earning yeah <laughs> like it's 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 the thing of and and that's what I think a lot of people forget. Every single person on your podcast, of course, we have a life outside of all of this yes. that our minds are focused on at other times. You know, like it's yeah. And there used to be that concern, but after I had the operation, after I had the health scare, and I could have died for God's sake. It was that thing of like, I don't care anymore. Like either people are going to accept me or they're not. So. And that's just the way it's going to be. Like, it's it was as as I said, more. I was, was surprised by people's reactions, not because they were negative, but because they were overwhelmingly positive. People that were, as I said, were just acquaintances were messaging me saying, "That's really cool. Well done. Good yeah. on you." Like, that's amazing. And, I think that and, you, but you created that opportunity for people to show you how accepting they would be by putting that out there and I think sometimes we don't allow for that no no and, and once again it's it's a risk like totally. any of what I did any, any of what I'm telling you about now could have easily just have gone wrong like and I've had people before and and another thing that made me do it was occasionally when I was on grinder like I would have people messaging me going I know you, you do this, you do that. Like you hang around with these people and it used to scare me. And so I was like, well, I don't want that anymore. If people are going to threaten me, like I want to turn around and just go to them. Cool. They know already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you take your power back that way. Then they don't have power exactly. over you. I would do the same way. I'm rebellious like that. Like, fuck you. You're not going like, to, you're not going to put that on me. I'll, I'll fix that. And by exactly what you do, that does fix that. That takes all their power away. Yeah, and and and, but when it comes to you know this side of my life and who I am now, well, because I've known about it, as I said, like that first sexual awakening at sort of the age of fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Well, now I've known for well over half my life what I am and yeah. who I am and what I look in the bedroom and that I'm bisexual and that I enjoy wearing female clothing, stuff like that. And I try, I try to hide, I tried to hide it for so long, and I tried to kind of sit down work out who I should tell for so long and what I should do for so long and in the end I just went ah screw it <laughs> like I just, I just that was my attitude was let's just start telling people if it goes wrong you'll have the people that will stand by you you'll you'll you know and then you actually might find out more about your friends uh because <laughs> one quick thing that I've loved is all my female friends have given me stuff since like, <laughs> oh my god you're because, like the go-to like oh I don't want this but here's a bag of clothes I was gonna throw out I'll just give them to Brenda 
Honestly, honestly, right? Like, That's don't awesome. get me wrong. Like, yeah, it's it's, and I tell you what, the, the best thing has been the makeup because <laughs> it's I've ended up actually only maybe buying half the makeup that I am currently <laughs> just because people will throw eyeshadow palettes at you like they're nothing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three of them now. <laughs> so it's, 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 and I have this denim dress that I absolutely love. The negative of it has been, though, that my wife has stolen a couple of my things. Hilarious. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, I bought this leather jacket that I fell in love with and I treated myself to and I wore it maybe twice. And then she asked to borrow one day and I was like, okay. And then she came in and she was, she looked at herself in the mirror. She was like, I look all right, don't I? I was like, yeah, it does look good on you. Not, And she was like, can I keep it? And I sort of went, uh yeah, because <laughs> it because because I had to agree. Like it does look good on you. Like it was that yeah. moment of ah, uh, okay. like and that that that's the thing. Normally it's the way around, but but now I refuse to let her try anything of mine on. Now we have our separate clothes, like because I don't want to lose any more clothing of her. To be fair, I have got a couple of tops of her since, but like I yeah, was just gonna say, most- it must even out because you could also do the same with her. Yeah, it's it's been like more stuff that she hasn't worn for a while, and it's like she'll ask me to try. It. She'll go, you know, she'll go throw it out, and I'll try it, and I'll be like, I can do something with it, with this. So it does even out, but like, yeah, it's 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 that thing of like, if you do come out to your wife or your friends or whatever, there might actually be some positives from it. There might actually be your friends want to go. Out. One of your friends might have thought about dressing before. And need someone to go out with, and you might be that person, or they'll give you clothing or makeup or whatever. Once again, it's a risk you're taking, but you know, I've I've just you know rolled the dice pretty high, I think, on, on my story. Yeah, but you right, but I think that you're just you're just an example of what like if you look at like I said, I'm a cup half full person so if I was taking from this episode as a person listening what I would take from it and what the point would be the positive point is that like what I said before like if you put something out there you allow for something to happen that would have no other way of happening unless you you know you hit that first domino you know what I mean it is like a domino effect if you don't hit that first one nothing else could happen but when you do you're here to say that other things could, you know, you don't know what's going to come back at you, but it it was more positive than negative and extra positives that you could have never even imagined. And that space and those things would never have been able to come your way had you not, you know, hit that first domino, created that space, put out, you know, hit the ball the first time. You know, it's like you just, you started a whole new game. And that's what, to me, it is a risk, yes. But I think most of the time you're going to wind up with more positives than you could ever imagine. That's what I believe. But you have to be ready. You were. You had something that happened in your life that sort of got you to the place where you were very ready to just do it. Like you didn't, you're like, fuck it and did it. Uh, Everyone comes to that place at a certain time. But I think when you're really coming to your own and you're at one with yourself for whatever reason and you put that out, I think you, what, 
reflects back is where you're at. And so I think you got back the positive because you were positive about who you were. And then it came back at you. I think sometimes the problems happen when we do things like that before we're ready, before we have it figured out, you know, when you're still confused about it. And I think it's way better to wait for that moment when you're clear, because then what comes back is clarity too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first thing I'll say is coming out to everyone. We're talking about 18 months worth of work there. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a, on a test. It was. But then the, the other thing that I'll say that as a quick side note is because I got to know the people around me and because we a lot of the time have very personal conversations with one another anyway, that sort of helped me pick up on things like, oh, OK, one of their friends is gay and they're OK with that. Oh, yeah. they know one of their friends cross-dresses and they're OK with, you know, it yeah. was a realization of getting to know these people after and at that point i'd known some of them nearly 10 years you know right. so it, it it was definitely a point where it comes up naturally on top of making sure there's a security there and the other thing i said you hit the nail on the head earlier when you say it gives you the power back it gives you almost like the balls back in your court kind of thing and i like it's it's not that i like having the power that would be completely the wrong it's not as it's not as seedy as that it's more that thing of having more self-confidence in myself going yeah that's me well done like cool can we move on now like it's because that's my attitude as well if you know when i saw my friend's main reaction was one or two it was either cool fine i'm good with it can we move on and just like nothing had happened or the reaction of oh my god that's amazing have some makeup have some clothes you know and I, I can definitely tell that there are some of my friends that are more comfortable with it than others. Yeah. But, but at the same time, even acceptance is a first step, you know? And you're fine with that because you're comfortable in who you are. And I think that that's what needs to happen I, 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 first. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people coming out with anything like this, they forget that unfortunately for better or worse, the people that you're telling are entitled to their reaction and their emotions, no matter how positive or negative it is on you. Right. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. I, I mean, yeah, and it's it's that thing of, you know, be, be, because... You don't want them to judge you by who you are, so then, therefore, how do you turn around and judge them for being where they're at? If they're closed-minded and can't, then if you turn around and call them fucking ignorant assholes, whatever, you're doing the same thing that you don't want being done to you. So you could respect that, and I think that that's a cool way to look at things and the right way. Yeah, exactly. I I think as well, conversation's important, dialogue's important, it's... It's if if any of my friends was ever uh, and what's been quite nice, actually, is because now a couple of my friends have started to have children and stuff is that they've introduced me to their kids as they're growing up with so that their kids are kind of going to be comfortable with it later on in life. And I think that's awesome. I think that their kids are going to grow up, you know, more open minded and more relax that sort of thing. So it does pass on. It does echo. I do sort of laugh to my friends and go, if you want to use me as your transvestite guinea pig to kind of you know help your kids with that side of stuff just let me know you yeah know, it's, educate. It's that thing yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important because... And let me tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you why it's important, not for those kids. You know who it's more important for? For the fucking parents. Because I tell my friends, like, listen, if you don't want to accept certain things, your kids are going to look at you like you're a fucking alien by the time they grow up. Because all of these kids nowadays are going to be completely open and accepting of everything. So you're going to be the asshole in the relationship if you don't jump on board. Because the kids are living in a very different world right now. They're going to be fine. They're all going to be accepting of a lot of different things that their parents are in. So to me, it's the older people that need the more of the education (laughs) to get with it because they're going to be left in the dust because that's where we're all moving to. And the younger kids are going to be way more open and accepting that. I personally think if you're the the parent and you're not, your kid is going to look at you like, what's fucking wrong with you? So get on board. Yeah. And then also there, there, there are kids out there that are going to struggle with coming out to their parents with whatever. Well, if they're the, if then the parent. Exactly. Because you know, one thing that helped me was my mum very early on introduced me to a friend of hers and he was in a gay couple. And yeah. he was one of the coolest people at the time that I've met, you know. Yeah. It was that thing. Of, it was that's definitely echoed through me as well is that I was taught. I was taught that this was all OK, that, you know, it was. It was still difficult for me to come come out of um, to my mum, because then it's her telling you it's okay, but then realizing it's okay, I think are two completely different things. Like it's, but but then at that same time, I I was definitely at ease with it, and that's why I've sort of, I'm not pushing it on my friends because I wouldn't, but like what I mean is like they because one of them did sort of go to me when my my son's a bit older would you mind coming over dressed up and just introducing yourself and just spending a bit of time just chatting and just yeah sure why not like because that is it's that thing of if if i can do something just by being me and just by going having a cup of tea because i am british after all around my (laughs) um, around, around my friend's place and all we're doing is gaming or chatting or watching tv then it shows them that a it's not a sexual just a sexual thing. I think that's important as well. And b that it's okay, it's perfectly natural. So then later on in life they might realize they're gay or whatever. It then makes their life so much easier. Which then, you know, I would be super grateful for that kid and the parent. Yeah. No. And now you're doing that on my show. You know, the same thing that you're doing when you go to your friend's house and meet those kids. You're, you know, talking about your story and being open about it here on my show is going to uh, get the word out even more and help a lot of other people. And I always believe uh, that the right people find my episodes. I mean, tons of people find my episodes, but I also always love when I get like emails from people that it really hits home for certain people. And those people will find your episode, like I said, because it's not so much just about cross-dressing. It's a trans and there's a cockle. There's so much to it. It's going to go out of my regular podcast. I have pictures. You already sent me pictures for people to see, Brenda, if they want, on my Patreon. People will have to go there to see that but I love how out and proud you are I love your story it's super interesting I, I love stories I, I honestly, that read like a good book you know there's a lot to it what were you gonna say I, I honestly thought the reason it took me so long to contact you because I've been listening to the show for about a year now yeah was I was like I'm too boring <laughs> oh my god you're so funny is that interesting that that's what a lot of people think but not wait, wait till you hear your story as a third person it's not boring at all it's actually very meaty and I really like it because I do believe it will help other people 
I'm always, listen, I know a lot of people show up for the sex stuff, but I actually put out an interesting episode about cheating the other day and somebody on YouTube is like, oh, I don't know, the psychology behind cheating, boring, I don't care. I'm like, well, that's fine if you don't care, but I think the right people will find this episode. And those are the kind of episodes I love the most. I love, Mm. I do my show because I like to help people by normalizing things, by showing examples. I like real life stories. Like I said, I love documentaries. I love biographies. So your story is one of those that I love I prefer episodes like this because I do believe that people it will help other people and ultimately that's why I do my show and that's what I love the best so it's not boring it was full of all the right things to me that a episode should have in it story so thank you so much for calling in and sharing it because it was it's great and it will help people no thank you Kathy and you know I'll be I'll be definitely listening going on yeah 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 let me know what you think because when you hear your story as a third person it's it's such an interesting perspective you'll get a different perspective of things you you'll realize why you're not boring (laughs) well thank you for everything you know thank you for the podcast in general thanks for having me on really appreciate it it. thanks for calling in finally thanks brenda yeah take care see you later thank you bye hey everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.